0: Welcome to an HBO podcast from the HBO Late Night series, Real Time with Bill
1: Maher. Okay, here we are on the Internet. For our while, how do you combat conflict fatigue and apathy among Americans for humanitarian disasters abroad?
0: Um, That's something that we struggle with every single day, and I think that's one of our main responsibilities as journalists. We have to keep going out there and trying to figure out new and different ways to present a story. We cannot allow a sense of futility to silence us. Or to stop us, and frankly, for us, combat fatigue is not a luxury that we have. We cannot stop. We cannot stop fighting for these basic humanitarian principles for children that are dying, for people that are starving, because if we stop fighting for that, then what kind of a world do we live in?
2: But also, take on the lie that the aid makes no difference, because that's the biggest lie of all. Actually, if you go and see what does the education do, what does the health do, it makes a huge difference. And the biggest lie is that American aid is making no difference at all. Okay. Uh, David, what do you think of. Sorry, sorry, was I not meant. Was that
1: only for her? I'm sorry. No, no, no. Right. It's for everybody. Very, it's I'm a, very it's rude a, it's to a, interrupt. A, no, but, it's not. No, there's no rude here, please. If anyone's rude here, it's obviously I enjoy me. That. Uh, <laughs> no, it's
2: always a jump ball. What do you think of Theresa May calling for a snap election? Uh, it's a sign of her strength because she's 20% ahead in the polls. But it's also a sign that in six months' time, the economy's going to be down and. These European negotiations are going to be nasty, brutish, and long. But the, the Jeremy Corbyn—is that the the Labour guy in Britain? It's He's... painful for you to say that, but yes, that is the that is the leader of the party at <laughs> the moment. And uh... I mean, man, I thought we had some care leaders. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this guy is too far, right? I mean, we're all liberals here, but let's. What? <laughs> <laughs> you are. You know. You. Oh, okay. You. You. You're an atheist. You play one on TV. I must concern. be. I must be. Essie, what do you think of conservative media uh, outlet The Blaze? That's Glenn Beck's old organization. Oh, I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Fi- firing Tommy Lawrence She was on our show. She's a Trump supporter because of her views on abortion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, that, uh, there's some. There's some uh, censorship on the right. Also, there. She said she was okay with abortion, and, boy, they got rid of her like that.
3: Um, yeah, I don't know what was behind that, you know, the, the palace intrigue within the blaze and why that decision was made. Um, they're saying that um, it didn't... It wasn't her position that was problematic. It's that she changed it. But, um, I don't know, it sounds like a whole lot of catfighting um, to me. <laughs> Just, can, can everyone go to work and their, do their jobs?
1: Okay. <laughs> uh... Congressman, how do veterans fare under Trump's proposed budget? Because he talks a lot about how much he loves veterans. And he's not the kind of guy to just talk out his ass. <laughs>
4: Terribly. Terribly. Is that he, right? he wants to get rid of the VA. He wants to get no. rid of the State Department. Which no, no, he put, no. He, oh, wants
1: to get, he didn't want to get rid of the VA.
4: Well, that's what he said during the campaign. He said everybody should just go to private health care facilities. That will raise wait times for veterans, like myself. I still get my health care at the VA. It will raise wait times for everybody else. How what can wait makes... times
3: be worse than what they've been at the VA, where people died waiting for care, though?
4: They're, they're pretty bad. Let me tell you, the, the bar is pretty yeah. low. But if he does this, it'll get worse. And, and It's already bad enough. But the other thing is when he does things like cut the State Department budget by 30%, some of the strongest opposition to that is is, is from the military on both sides of the aisle because if the State Department isn't there to do its job, we're going to pick up the slack. Right after the invasion, I was an infantry officer. Right after the invasion, I was running a TV show. Because there was no plan for the occupation, the State Department didn't show up, and so they were assigning lieutenants to go run the water department, run the, run the police department. Right. I, I was assigned to work with the Iraqi media. Now, the Marine Corps at the time actually thought a free press was good for a democracy. That's a good lesson for the administration as well. But
2: that so was you my ran. job. It was,
4: you, you ran the
1: TV in, in Baghdad? In, in, in this one station I had a... I had Bill a, O'Reilly's looking for a position. <laughs> <laughs> What did, you, what, what, what did you think of Trump accidentally? Uh, you know, it's so funny the way the Republicans talk about our military. Um, they have, like, these two ridiculous thoughts in their, in their head, like, uh, one, we, we could kick anybody's ass, and also we're horribly depleted. And I noticed he mistakenly said, like, he was talking to some interviewer, and he said, you know, we're very powerful, very powerful. Somehow we're very powerful, and we can kick anybody's ass, but we also need more money for this depleted shell of a self that we are.
4: This is the this is the president who praised Saddam Hussein during the campaign, who said that he knew more about ISIS than the generals. And he's the person he who wants to send... He congratulated Erdogan. He sending He congratulates troops
1: into, dictators. What the fuck did you make of that? He well, called here, Erdogan when he won his... Oh, your congratulations, you're a full-on dictator. What a... Great. Here's... But here,
0: here's... The, The broader issue also is that this is an administration that is not necessarily taking certain key American values into consideration like certain countries' human rights track records. And that sort of shifts a broader global moral compass into a direction that a lot of people are not necessarily comfortable with when america does something the rest of the world listens whether or not they support the united states to date and this may be difficult for some people to believe syrians despite the fact that they feel as if they have largely been betrayed by the united states still fundamentally believe in america and what america is meant to stand for so when america speaks when an american voice speaks people listen when that voice gives a little bit of hope People listen. They want to cling to that. They want to cling to this image of America.
2: But it's also that when I, I was in Lebanon and in Iraq last month, uh, talking to Syrians, but also to uh, people in those countries, they all know about the refugee ban. It's, it's a small world these days. They hear the message of that course. Right. they're not going to be allowed in here. And I'm afraid that is a propaganda gift to people who would do damage sure, to the of country. Course. Absolutely,
4: and it hurts our troops. Yes, Because you can't work with those critical Muslim allies... In, in, in fighting terrorism. You can't get the intelligence serv- uh, sources and the translators. I mean, this is, a, this is something that... I mean, just to put aside the Constitution and American values for a second, just sort of minor things, <laughs> just looking at national security, the Muslim ban, to use the president's term for it, is terrible for our Horrible. national security.
1: Terrible for Horrible. And un-American. Completely un-American. And also, it doesn't work. Because, as we've seen, so many of the attacks are from people who are already citizens. They're already here. It's in here. It's not at the the airport. Refugees have the
4: strictest vetting of any traveler to the United States. So, actually, if you're a terrorist, you'd be pretty stupid to go through the refugee
1: channel. Right. Okay. Uh, Is the DNC tour of America headlined by Chairman (laughs) Tom... I didn't realize there... Is there a DNC tour of America
3: going on? Sounds like an awesome comedy show.
1: (laughs) Headlined by Chairman Tom Perez. We had him on our show at the beginning of the season. And Bernie Sanders, a good strategy for, for Democrats. I'm, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to take that laugh as an indication that it is not. What does the panel expect from Barack Obama when he starts to speak in public again, as he will do next month? Apparently, he is coming back.
2: In your constitutional system, he can't set himself up as the leader of the opposition here. No. But I tell you what, globally, the centre-left is in trouble. And globally, Barack Obama is in a position to convene, to lead thinking, to actually support the renewal of credible but also radical centre-left politics. And that is something that doesn't pit him into a constitutional difficulty, but there are millions of people around the world who want to see serious progressive politics rebuilt. And I think that it's... If you think, look, we've got elections in France on uh, Sunday, the Socialist Party's gone nowhere, they've actually got a strong candidate now who's running as a centrist, uh, Emmanuel Macron. My goodness, he's got to win, because all three other candidates, Mm -hmm. if you look at what they're saying about Russia, if you look at what they're saying about the transatlantic relationship, you'd be worried. Yeah. Isn't
3: it funny... Well, I I, I think that Obama's still a very important voice for the Democratic Party and and a useful one... But uh, I think the party has to get around the sort of specters of these hundred-year-old, um, you know, uh, Maxine Waters and Nancy Pelosi's and Harry Reid's that are haunting um, the party's uh, <laughs> nightmares forever, so true. and identify the younger, the Tim Ryan's who was elbowed out by Nancy Pelosi because she wanted to stay in charge, the David, the John Ossoff, Hillary, one hundred percent. No,
1: it's get off the stage.
3: I, 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 has... mean, I, I completely agree. Yes. If they're going to continue insisting that the party elders right. are running the show, instead of empowering these no. younger people, new blood, about, right, Seth?
4: looking. <laughs> yes. I couldn't agree more. Yes. Couldn't agree more. I'm spending a lot of time. Look at this
1: guy. <laughs> I know. Look at this guy. He Young. He's off. articulate. He's smart. He's a veteran. Uh, and this is what it, we need on your team.
3: Right. you know <laughs> age appropriate for where we're going in this country
4: Look, I'm, I'm spending a lot of time recruiting yeah, people to run yeah you know
1: especially if that's <laughs> to
4: run to. And, and we've got to get them especially yes. to win these seats that are tough seats to win back and you gotta, I get, a, that and President you gotta Obama get a little helps nasty with that.
1: you know democrats too nice
4: I don't Little know. That we have nice. to get nasty, but we do have to, we Little have, to bit. have a
1: vision. <laughs> Little bit. Because these these people, the, de- the Republicans are like, you know these what? People- if they're going to bring a knife to a gunfight, great. Because we'll sh- fucking shoot him in the head.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and the Democrats, I mean, look at the way all, all the whole election, Trump was like, it's rigged, it's rigged, it's rigged. As soon as he wins, oh, it's good. And Hillary calls him up before the sun comes up. You won, bye. Obama has him to the White House the next day. You think they would have done that if Hillary had won? No, they'd be in the street still talking about how the election was rigged. They cheat. That's how they win. They cheat. They're cheaters. They cheated at the Supreme Court to get a Supreme Court guy on there. They cheated. They, they, a, a fucking turtlehead Mitch McConnell. Like, I'm not gonna argue. he he ran circles around the Democrats and they they got a, a the guy on the Supreme Court is going to be there forever and he doesn't belong there.
4: But look, that, to be fair, there are there look, there are Democrats who think got to get a little mean back into this by cheating and scamming and lying and I don't think that's what we should do. I think we should have a real plan, we should have a vision for the country, we should talk about how everybody should be involved in the new, in the new economy, not just the people on the coast. Mm-hmm. How we need people in middle America. Uh, to thrive, to, to to start new businesses, to have jobs. Yeah, Bill. We, we need to this is these are the Middle things. Middle America. We need to okay, and kick him in the
1: balls a little. <laughs> all right, thank you very much, everybody. It's Earth Day, don't forget. It's <laughs> the Earth great again. Catch
4: all new episodes of Real Time with Bill Maher every Friday night at ten. Or watch him anytime on HBO On Demand. For more information, log on to HBO.com.